This has been C on Griper, 718-339-6020. Here to talk again, 718-506-909 on extension 31. You hear it live, 712-432-4217. Also, the text, 347-927-8398. You can get a book online called Diamond Publishing, dealing with families, marriage, and other videos and talks. And plus the <clears throat> the email www.jrootradio.com www.jrootradio.com And we begin with safety very interesting, I overheard two older men speaking. Now they see people in the street walking with cell phone and texting. Could be the wrong place at the wrong time. One person told me he saw a man riding his bicycle and he was texting while he was riding his bicycle. He had a helmet. Texting while you're riding your bicycle. That could be very dangerous. Another person, so women with strollers walking in the street, they're crossing the street, and then one child hanging over here, another one hanging on the carriage, and yet on the cell phone or texting, walking across the street. We can't become too familiar with. The cell phone and texting that we do it in situations that could be a sakana, could be a danger. It's very, very urgent. Be very, very careful in these situations. You can remind your friend, tell your friends that when you do your texting, you do your phone talking, let it be when you're stable in a place that you can do it. You're not going to bother anyone. You're not going to hurt yourself, your children, or anybody else. <clears throat> Today... Uh, from Elisa Ginberg said concerning why the Yidden got the man, why this wonderful, magnificent food for all the years in the Midmar, the man. So said because the Yidden cried out, cried out for food, and cried out. They wanted more, wanted meat, they wanted food. So because they cried out, so Rabbi Moshe Feinstein said on this piece, is that's why they got the man. But if they wouldn't have cried out, they would have lived in the Midbar for 40 years without food, and they would have sustained themselves and would have been healthy, and they would not have needed food. Same like the clothes. They didn't need clothes. I guess they didn't cry out for clothes. But when they cried out, they made it a crisis. So the crisis made it worse. And not only they got the mun, there were complaints about the mun too. But again, if there was no complaints about the food, the Shem would have had each person live healthy, normal, without having food for 40 years. That's what Moshe says. So you see a big thing, crisis make things much worse than they are. And we have, Blazer mentioned an article on Shaduchim and crisis, crisis, and statistics, and how it's detrimental to a point to the young ladies and the families that the way of the world, the Dear Abbey sections of the papers, and everything becomes a, a major, major crisis. Even though it might not be the majority of happenings, it becomes such a crisis, it makes everyone more nervous than they should. And the truth is, in the Shadokan, for example, people are trying very, very hard. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Kriyashyaptuf, they said. Maybe harder today, but I'm not sure. It is very hard, but it's not our way to make big publications. I'm sure big people in the past were against such things. 
of making it very, very big that everyone becomes a nervous wreck. And there's other papers who make, they talk about abuse in different places from marriages and families and it becomes so, so big. Like, again, the world does things. All of a sudden, now in a home, if you raise your voice, it's called abuse. How did that come about? So the Yidin do things very, very productively. And don't put their hands under the carpet like an ostrich. No way, no how. The people in Ram Shaduchim, involved in marriages, where you have people like Bikacholim and Atzala, and there's Rebbeim and people who are working so hard in every area, top to bottom. Rabbi Miller was involved in all these situations. They have all these big agencies today. And Rabbi Brock, too, involved in so many different situations and successful endings. And today, too. So it's, it's very important, this idea of a crisis. When we make something a crisis, it becomes much bigger, much bigger, much bigger, and forms a panic. And many times, people become uneasy and hurt and depressed and sad. There's a crisis. You're going to say, what do you mean, how are we going to know about it? What are we going to do about it? People are doing plenty about things. Plenty about, plenty of things. And to make everything public, 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 public is not our way. That's the only way to get things done. No way, no how. So the idea of a crisis has made our lifestyle a little different. And in a home too, before crisis, or Miller said there's three Example, a few reasons why there's a crisis between husband and wife. There's alcohol and drugs or something. Or there's Michal Shabbos going off the derech a little bit. Or maybe the man refuses to work and to a certain extent that he is destruction. But almost for no other reason, there's not too many other reasons why couples should separate. But today, everything becomes a crisis. You get yelled at twice, it's a big catastrophe. It shouldn't be. Or, I know a family, the man was in the constructive criticism. And after a few after years of marriage, she was scared to be around him. He thought he was a big hero, giving her all this advice. I just got involved with a couple after 15 years of marriage, and I said, Guy, you blew it. Because today's day and age, we can't take it. We can't take the littlest things. And he's not little, but in the old days, they dealt with it. Okay, my husband liked giving me advice. Okay, I'll listen, listen, listen. And the old generation dealt with it. They might have yelled and screamed a little bit, but they dealt with situations. When a man would come home, and the wife would ask him, nag him, so-called nag. And I tell men, this is, this is not nagging. When a man gets married, the wife has four arms. If you, get, if, you, if you forget the milk, she'll get upset because she wouldn't forget the milk. How could you forget the milk? There's one body formed. The wife like, right, immediately forms a home. So she's telling you what to do because she tells herself to do the same thing. But now she has four arms and now she has also Superman. Hashem put in a woman's eyes, her husband is a superman. See, a little beta later, sometimes that's only at the beginning, and then we start looking at real life, but still, she expects so much from him. Like I mentioned, the Rav said, I think it was the Rav, other Bayim, and Yaakov, approached by Rocha, Rocha said, I want a baby. Yaakov Venus said, Am I in Hashem's place? And Miller and others said, Yes, you are. And this earth, so a man, when he's getting these so-called, not even attacks, but being approached on this matter and this matter, he has to feel like David Amalek, the king, the king who's going to be approached because he has to save the day. He has to save the day. And the man who comes home sometimes, and he has his two words, and he ignores because of so-called the immediate Asking for things. So him too. 
There's ways, there's ways to understand the concept, for men and women to understand the concept. But unfortunately today, crisis, the word crisis has become so big that even the little things, I'm not saying things are small, but little things are big, of course. But the little things become wrapped up over and over again when you see people yelling and screaming like, why? Okay, he's a little slow. Military, when you get married, you expect the unexpected. We'll go over that in a little while. But <clears throat> sometimes you marry a man, you find out he, he's very smart in a lot of areas. He's not so swift when you ask him for something. Either misunderstands you. You have to say it ten times. He might argue with you after a while because he thinks he knows what you he knows what to do. But if you know you have a man like that, you have to deal with it. Or a woman you think not so swift. And and the truth of the matter is, swift in certain areas doesn't mean something's wrong. The lady could be a, an expert in taking care of a home. The man could be an expert being a father. But we get so hung up on what we expect, and the little things become very, very big. So it's important from the Pasha we see in Akev that the little things, little things are important. And the little things, the little things that are, that seem negative, those are the things we make a big crisis out of. And then the little things are very positive and all the things we seem to ignore. Trample on the mitzvahs, like it says in Rashi, in the first Pusik. So The question is, the little things, they are important. You see from the Pasha also, the person who follows the chukim and potim and everything else. And, and, every, and we're talking about the smallest, smallest of things. The mitzvahs every day, the hellos every day, the getting along every day, the every day. So you see the little things, it says, if you listen to my laws and you, you do the little things that you're supposed to do, you're going to have food and you can have so much. On the other hand, if you trample on them, it's going to be a catastrophe. So today we're looking at the little things a little bit, how to make the little things that people make crisis, how to push them aside a little bit. And the little things that are important to make them really big things. Miller had a good line, a special line said, appreciate what you have while you have it. This is a way to appreciate the little, little things. Mentioned for the last weeks a certain Rilla mentioned concerning the word hevel. And Kahel says everything is hevel. What are you so what's the only thing in life? Yeris Hashem, which means seeing Hashem and doing the mitzvahs. So you mean all in life is nothing? A breath? Hevel means a hevla, a breath? Hevola. So the Rub gave an example. A person going to the beach, laying on the beach the whole day, week after week. And dipping into the water once in a while. And sneeze is not so proper either. And that is making the world purposeless. You're sitting in the sun. You're making it purposeless. You're making the water purposeless. But a person who's the sun and the warmth of the sun doesn't complain and realize now the crops are growing. We're going to have apples in the fall. And the water is for showers and the rains for food and... All of a sudden, you made the world purposeful. The person uses his eyes to learn Torah, to say to Hillam, to look at the beauty of life, to look at one's children, to look at one's parents, to look at people and, and work with people. So the purpose of the eyes is being fulfilled. But a person who utilizes the eyes at things he or she shouldn't look at, read things he or she shouldn't look at, so it becomes heaven. Purposeless. That goes with every little thing. Little thing, it's up to us to make the little things big when it's going to be constructive. And the little things that are negative, how to somehow avoid them, push them aside, or how to work with them to understand, well, if I could change it, good. If not, I'll go weiter.
So let's talk a little bit about this whole concept of small things concerning marriage. And then we'll go to other areas of small things. Now, <clears throat> marriage is a is a relationship of Kedusha. A husband and wife are building along with Hashem. The Shekhinah is enjoining them. Great people knew when they entered the house, seeing the wife, it was the Shekhinah B'nehem. One gets married once he's tremendous good attributes in your mate. So then real life comes in and then we start seeing a regular person. But that's okay too. So a person, it's important to be realistic in when the unexpected happens and not to make it the biggest the biggest issue in the world person gets married see all the good things you've thought about your mate those should continue review every day like a person has a child review the good things every day and you get to love them more and more. And do for them every day. It goes more and more. It becomes better and better. But unfortunately, uh, we went up and down before marriage. I mean, real roller coaster rides most people go on. Most of us go on. Unless we start thinking more and more constructive. But it's hard. The body has its moments. Normal. So ups and downs come before marriage. Big time. So we get engaged, we get married, and then all of a sudden, we think hunky-dory. Then when the ups and downs come, it's the mate's fault. Or children in the home, it's the brother's fault, or the parent's fault. So all of a sudden, a certain hunky-dory stage goes away, <clears throat> and we're very good at blaming others. So therefore, a person has to understand there's going to be rocky times and there, will, and there will be moments of wonderful times. And it's up to you how we deal with so-called, you might not think it's little, but things that we can work. Example, man gets married, he comes home. And he sees it's a, a mess. The neatest lady in town. But he, how would he know how the home's going to be cooked, kept? And he walks in and he finds out things are all over the floor. And while she's cooking, the food and cans are left on the counter. And all of a sudden, he becomes very disappointed. And... Something disappoints your husband. It's a good idea if you can try to fix it up. But on the other hand, a man has to know. So this is something a little unexpected. Now, is this a crisis? Is this something after two or three times you're going to tell her, listen, I don't what you do all day, but what's this about over here? Or... Maybe an hour before I come home, we go, this is constructive criticism now. Maybe you could do this. That constructive criticism is only going to hurt, hurt, hurt. You have to know how to do things. It's not so simple. So all of a sudden that you're making, all of a sudden, day after day, if you bring it up day after day, it becomes a, a string into a thick rope. And it becomes so-called a crisis. And, this is a, and your whole inner being becomes, I can't take it. And if you read some of the stuff that says everything's a crisis today, all of a sudden becomes horrific. And the husband, who's not trained, instead, like Rabbi Hamburg used to tell me, a person comes home to a, a so-called mess, so business is booming. Hamburg once went to a sweater factory, and there was wool all over. Well, all over. 
And he looked at it, and he asked the owner, isn't it messy here? So the owner of the factory says, business is booming. So the same here. These unexpected things that you expected, the neatest wife in the world, always ready for you. All of a sudden, Sapa's not ready either. So it's okay. Not easy. You might have to swallow. But if it starts bothering you, this little thing, this negative thing, over and over and over again, all of a sudden you got two strikes. Think against her, but it's really against you. So you come home and get very distraught about the mess. Some of it might be normal, but how do you deal with it? You have to ask advice, maybe, how to help along. Maybe help along in the kitchen. Trees that I manage, it might be this is the way she is. So we'll talk a little while how you have to look at her strengths. Would you see your way beyond these things? This is what you call little, but some people are more finicky, so it's big. That's where we have to look at each other and what each other needs. But on the other hand, a person has to realize, is this something to eventually make a crisis? So what happens is, make slop, the house is not so neat. Again, she's busy all day. There's no, especially today, no tinas, no claims. But you build it up into a crisis. And all of a sudden, late for dinner, crisis. And then there's other things. Guys start feeling the way she's bringing up the children. She does this, she yells too much. So all of a sudden, there's always another kind of constructive criticism time. And more and more, you can get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of all these things that everyone has dealt with for thousands of years. And they work together to work through it a thousand years, for a thousand years. And it has worked. And some things you got to accept. Some things together you can work on. But to make a crisis a big thing and big, big, and Yates Hardy gets in there, rubs it in. How could she do this? How could she do this? So it's a very crucial thing. And the other way around, too, the unexpected. The man's so smart again, not so swift. When you tell him to do something, he just doesn't get it. He misses what you say. So if you see you have a husband like that, you can say, take it as a crisis. I thought I married a genius, tamachachem, businessman, whatever it is. And you find out that he doesn't understand when you tell him to take out the garbage. And he's not so swift with uh, the bookkeeping with the, with the bills. And all of a sudden, some things you find out. All of a sudden, you block, you block out the good. It becomes a little crisis. You build it up and blow up enough. I don't believe he doesn't understand this. And if you have, if you're not just too smart, then you tell your friends who go, "What do you mean? I, how can you deal with this? That must be so hard to have a husband like that." And all of a sudden, he comes late too. That drives you crazy. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but is it enough to build a crisis, crisis, or time, or somehow to have tolerance and try to work with it? I'm talking person coming home, you know, not coming home at night. So there's things we have to see how to not to make it that crisis. He comes home late or he comes home and he's sloppily dressed. When he, she come, he comes home, she's a little sloppily dressed. This is something, if you're worried about that, maybe you should dress nicer. And he comes home and all of a sudden he's not making as much money. Everything costs so much today. We're all not making ends meet each week, each month, and then a simple comes up. You have to come up with a simple, like a bar mitzvah, then it takes two, three, four thousand dollars. It's bigger than that. Weddings, twenty thousand. So the whole life of Panasa is a miracle, makes no other sense how it works. Even everyday food and rent and everything else. But all of a sudden, it becomes tense. The question how you could deal with it? It's going to become a crisis. Trying his best, you're trying your best. Okay, you got to look for ways. Either save, which is very hard, look for ways to get a little extra money here, extra money there, whatever it is. But if he's trying, even that, which is a serious thing, I'm not talking about a lazy bum. So 
We're talking about people are trying. So to make it over and over again, what bad so-called you think mad bad meter, you know, bad characteristic that you over and over grind your teeth. I remember this said, just like a person who grinds his teeth and makes noise with his teeth, he ends up really destroying his teeth. A person can grind up the mind and let something bother you over and over and it grinds you to a certain point. It can, you can lose part of your sanity a little bit. You become distorted. A person can become depressed. A person can become angry. I'm sure, I'm sure the Rav held and I heard on many different tapes psychology and psycholo- psychological problems. A lot has a deal that the person creates the chemical imbalance. Because more and more you grind your mind and complain in your mind and complain and complain and, and everything is, the rain is terrible and the mess in the house is terrible and he's being late is terrible and whatever, he doesn't help as much as he should, she doesn't take care of the children like he thinks she should, and they over and you rub over it. Then once one negative thing goes to another negative thing, you have a slew, and you're walking around with your mate thinking not the positive at all. So this is something how the small things build up to a crisis. So you have to stop it. Stop it. Because people years ago had the same issues, probably even harder in certain areas. But you dealt with it. You got excited once in a while. He got upset once in a while. She yelled once in a while. Okay. But this wasn't the cause of breakup wasn't a cause of destruction of family, of fighting so much that the children are not getting the right upbringing. No way. The little things, again, they, they're important, but there's ways to deal with it. That's why a person is like a rav, he's someone both you can talk to. There's different ways that to look aside. Tolerance, tolerance, tolerance. Patience, patience, patience. But then there's the other side. How a person could utilize the, the little things that are positive. And how you could use the little things that are positive to make your mate like a king and make your mate like a queen. Big stuff. The opposite side, you get up in the morning. Take a deep breath. And, and you have a mate. You have somebody. And if you're blessed, again, it should be a bracha of everyone who needs shaduchim. should get it immediately. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You want it. You want it. It's going to happen. Just try to stay up, positive, constructive. So many good girls and boys out there. You always should meet your, your mates very soon. But you're married. Even when you're going out, it's a big thing. There's so many times... A person looks at the tuffle. And I've seen cases, and some, sometimes, fortunately, one gets a little older and older. I, I can't take this. She really talks too much. I can't take this. He's a little sloppy. Or I don't know if he's gonna, his living is enough for me, which could be something, but something to think about the other way too. Or different things we, we make our list. And you have to ask someone, is this tuffle or ika? Is the main part of the relationship, of a relationship, or the, and you, well, I can't, I'll be able to take it. Certain things maybe are hard to take, but a lot of things, we can deal with a lot of different people in life. And everyone who marries, after you get married, you know you're going to see things. It's the same thing. There's the ika part of a man, he's working, learning, he's, Capable, he's responsible, he's sensitive. There's big, there's main things to look at. And women, too, sensitive, kind, productive, be a good mother, a good wife, etc., etc. Make a list of, of the list things are the most important. And the other things, sometimes a little bit personality quirk or some other things that unfortunately people turn off for the wrong reasons. So that's why, again, same thing here. Look at the positive points. 
So man gets up, he has a wife. Many times, you know, she's trying her best to keep the house a certain way. And usually she tries with supper and tries to take care of the children, try to take care of other business in the home, helps out with work. So you start looking at your wife, make a list, all her attributes, little things she does, little things. There's a laundry. Seems like a little thing. It's not a little thing. It's unbelievable, tremendous, big thing. She tries to look after you. She tells you, watch your weight. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Whatever it is, but get the positive little thing list and appreciate what you have while you have it. And a woman, too, have the list to appreciate the little, little good things of your husband. He's working. He's learning. Coming home with Torah. Trying to impart the words of Torah to the home. And trying to be a good father. And it's stressful. That's what's very important. The stress between a couple, even good couples, come because their encounters become stressful. What do we do with the children? What do we do here? What about the bills? So they forgot to rekindle the relationship. The sign point that will go into the second keep routines. I got a call recently from a couple. Ten years married, and she says no more children, and he wants, and big, big uproar going on. And then, Zamesiyat Ishmaya seemed like she wanted to have more time with him. And he told me every time he asked her, she doesn't want to go. So being involved with both, I told her, he says, take you out, go out. <laughs> That's what you really want. And he did, and they had just fun, just fun on the no talk about the, the emergencies. It's amazing. After like two, three weeks, she calls. She's like a magic. Rekindled. The relationship is back to normal after 10 years or whatever it is. But it's important to always have time to rekindle. But that's rekindling the old feelings, the love, the caring, the fun, the attributes. You look at your positive attributes of your mate. It's the whole thing. So the little, little details. We can go on to the next commandment. Keep routines with this one. Same thing. If right now things are getting stagnant and pressured, and start with those morning little nice notes again. You know, people at the end of the year, they check out each other's... Uh, Draw and they see his notes to her and her notes to him. Little notes, have a good day notes. Sometimes romantic notes, sensitive notes. I'll see you later notes. I call during the day, but call should only be a call of positive, constructive. When he comes home, make sure a nice little spread for him, routine. Need something so he calms down, give him 15 minutes or half hour to eat something, rest a little bit. On the other hand, he comes home, take a little bite on the way home. Not enough to hurt the supper, but enough to calm you down. To come and you can do the same. You can tell her to sit down, make her a tea, give her a piece of cake. On the way home, buy her something you know she likes. So there's ways to do things that will encourage and help each other see. And they're little things. A note in the morning... These little things we can do also have a great effect. And, you'll, and the other mate should appreciate it. Little things like a note. Little means like I love you phone call. Little notes. Little, little, little things. A little spread. A little give him that half hour leeway. All the little things when she, you get home, you give her that break. Little things. Once a week, a walk. Some people go away for weekends once a year, whatever it is. Whatever it is. The little things, please. It's important and it's important for the other patient to, to appreciate these little things, these quiet things. Some men and women do things sneeze, like the husband doesn't even know about it. Personally, I think it's a good thing when you do it, give a little, leave a over, leave over something that he sees you did it. Or you leave over something, she knows you did it. You never say anything because it's important today to recognize but the little things of keeping routines and the little things of appreciating the little things your wife does every day, day after day, day after day, husband goes day after day, don't take for granted. 
So all of a sudden, the, the little things become, you see, you appreciate them. And by doing them, there's mitzvahs galohi, you're creating another person's happiness. And then you build, you build, and it joins in with the mitzvahs and joins in with so much of the chesed that Hashem does. And then you get more brachas. Another, we're talking little things that people can do or should do. But the little things, to look at the negative little things and make crisis out of it, we have to stop. You have to catch yourself, step back and look. And many times you step back and look and really try to look or have someone help look with you, you'll see 90% of what you bothers you is, is this going to be the difference between, you know, win or lose in the whole match of life? You'll see, it won't. Because fitting your square into her circle, you fitting your square into his circle, is not necessary. There's different ways to work out. Even though the way she does certain things, you don't, particular thing is the best way. Children, it'll be successful. And the other way around too. I'm talking about extreme activities. So another thing, small thing, you'll see it become very appreciative over the years. You know, a big effect is little things like making peace as soon as possible. No matter what the mate comes, people get excited. Who knows? You walk in, the excitement is you're late. It could be she just got a phone call from her mom or someone's sick or she just couldn't do the homework with the son. It could be so many different things before you walk in. Why you're being blasted so-called. And to try to justify what do you want from me, I just came in. Or, and even though yesterday you came in late, she gave the biggest hello. To make peace as soon as possible. The little thing, and it's very hard. I told you recently, a couple showed me the text messages, how I saw right away after the first two lines from each one of them, there was emotions. I, kept, I said to each one of them, why don't you stop right here and then? They will call the rabbi. Or right now I can't deal with this at the moment. I hear you. You know you could be right. You know I, I hear your point. I just right now. Well, any other parties keeps no. I'm sorry. Let's talk to the rabbi. Uh, let's somehow diffuse at the moment when emotions come. No one's gonna win. To no one's gonna persuade the other. That's for sure. And it's only gonna cause much bigger problems than the than the original problem was. So if you could be smart enough, get in. See, these things, I got little habits. Habits, expect the unexpected, little things, don't get so excited. And go over it. Take it Take it into your hand, make, and you'll see it's not the biggest things. And you're able to deal with it, how to deal with things. Always the your ways, how to fix this, how to fix this. This doesn't work, this doesn't work. He's late all the time. How do I fix it in 10 different ways? You think the house is sloppy? I got to fix it. How do you fix it in 10 different ways? Whatever, you got to come up with that. But a person who works on constructive and use his mind for the constructive is way to do, way to do it. So little things to like get into the habit. Or expect unexpected things and be a hero. Get into the habit of looking at the good things. The habit, the little things that are big. Appreciate what you have while you have it. And routines, little things. Make sure, make sure. Get into the habit. Make peace as soon as possible. You be the one. I know a family, every argument or so, the husband tried to say, I'm sorry more than anyone on his block. And he meant it. If that didn't work, I hear your point. Or I, I'm not sure his hands went up. I'm not sure what to do. I'll try hard. If that didn't work, I'll speak to the rabbi, whatever it is. But out of this, the woman after 20-so years has publicly announced, we never had a fight. And people say to her, what do you mean, never fight? My husband doesn't fight back. Not only that, the children noticed. The girls, when they were getting married, well, I want to marry someone like you, Tati. Because I never saw you fight back with mommy. And the children have married, the boys. Their treatment to their wives is pretty good. Because they didn't look at it, ah, oh, look at look at Ava, look at Tati, he's a wimp, he's getting stepped on. No, not at all. It was strength, it was strength. 
Because they knew all the time he was trying to learn and working and being good to the family and good to his wife. And so these moments, he knew what they were moments. So he knew how to make peace as soon as possible. A little, little thing, very hard little thing. But if it takes sorries, I apologize, I'll do better. I mean, in a matter of two, three minutes, say everything you possibly can. Really stop, stop, stop that argument. And, okay, when everyone's calm and maybe you have a mediator or a friend who, a Rebbe, you can work it out, but not at the moment. Also, little words. We mentioned about being loyal. How much does it take to give your wife encouragement? How much does it take? Get into the habit. Littlest thing, walk in. And think of, ah, the earrings look nice. Loyalty means it's your obligation, not to do how you feel. I love you. It has to do with your obligation, the husband and wife, parent, child. We have obligations. A guy I recently is going out. So I mentioned about honoring the parents, honoring the parents. That honoring parents is good practice for your future too. And plus it, it gives the shechina comes down on you is a tremendous benefit. But I saw this man, he's a young school and there's a lot going for him. But I saw a certain like an edge up in his certain certain so I said to him this, he goes, It's hard for me to take authority. So I said to him, Listen, when you're dealing in law school and dealing in your schooling, okay, then you have to maybe that's the that's the attitude you have to have. I'm not sure. But keep up aim, all right? The parents are a whole different posture. One has nothing to do with the other. There's a certain thing, husband and wife too. Being told what to do and parents tell you what to do. This has nothing to do with the, I don't like authority or not. So you see, a person could get into a certain way that is not proper. So keeping loyal, being loyal means... I'm my responsibility to encourage my lady, encourage my man. So I would tell everyone, no, my husband is the best chazan, he's the best learner, he's working so hard for the family. People complain that, you know, I see you guys don't have money. No, you stick up for your husband. Or a friend says to a man and says, you know, your house, I don't know, don't you get upset? It's so. No, you stick up for your wife. My wife, Chaya, Chaya, she's, no, she's so busy. As me, I have to go help out a little more. Or food, someone complains, a relative, you know, you married, you know, Chaya, and she's really not the best cook of all of us. You go, I don't know. Everything's delicious to me. You got to stick up, loyal, little things. It's all like a habit. It's a mahalach, it's a way of living. Don't miss the boat on the little things, the little positive things. Appreciate you can appreciate, encourage, give attention, appreciation. These little things, little things. Like when children, a little hug makes their whole day. So it's important to be loyal and constantly encourage your mate. But MS and truth, there's so many good things you can find, and any complaints from anyone. Friends, in-laws, your own parents. No, no, no. My wife is an incredible, incredible homemaker. She's an incredible mother. She's a good person. I have, we have to help a little bit. I'm not talking about any extreme cases. But today, everything becomes so extreme. In a crisis, like I said, people have succeeded many years from things we think are the biggest problems in the world. And another, so you see how little things, little words of encouragement, the little things, first of all, you're getting a mitzvah, gadola, who knows how many rewards you're getting, and you're building up a whole world. So these are little positive things. And, and a mate who's getting this encouragement, try to see it and appreciate it. Let that be how your eyes work. That's, let, let that be... You're making your eyes and your emotions and minds purposeful. Utilize the little things your husband does and your wife does and your child does and your mother does and your siblings do, your friends do, your rabbi does, your teachers do. 
Look at the little things. And we have another one. Let mean words fly over. A hundred evils will pass you by. Sanhedrin. Big thing. It takes it takes a, a gavura strength, but it's really a short thing. The person says, when I get yelled at, I'm going to let it pass me by. Or I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Or I'm going to try any way to not get excited. I'm going to take it. Everyone's calm. Then you have to think about how to do. Many times, you 90% of the, there are times later on you can think and how to avoid the situation. But you're allowed to avoid. You're allowed to avoid. Or you're allowed to do things that might make the situation not happen again. Or you might have to find how to get a certain way to that your mate should understand. But the truth of the matter is that it's it's a method. A small thing, which again takes a lot of strength. Let me words pass by. Usually five, ten minutes later it's gonna be getting back to normal again. People have their moments. So it's important. Think the momentary things you can utilize everything in life as a test so you can utilize the this, this short moments which is so many good short moments so many good short moments that little things the little mitzvahs the little chesed the little hellos the little thank yous the little appreciation the chorus I told the little things you can live your life a whole different life from the deep breath in the morning to your walks talks and Again, appreciate what you have while you have it. So it can make your life. And then the things that happen that you don't like, the yell, the sloppiness, the no money business, and other things that you don't feel is the right thing. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Get advice to see how to say it, when you say it, how you, you should say it all together. The person can work on the little things. The little things. And we know another one we mentioned, love your neighbor like yourself. Love your mate like yourself. Don't do to others that you don't want done to you. This is a thinking. Think, think, think. And again, these are over things that it could be a little word someone did person didn't say thank you and so it's, these are negative things you see the question again those things you know I learned how to deal with I maybe look away and think about the best way constructive way you can express and show many times it's your own your own model being a model yourself is the best way but you the little things again if things don't bother that bother you don't yell and when the mate calls you, say yes and you'll do it. And other things is important. Don't do to, don't do to your mate you don't want done to you. After a while, you'll see it becomes the little things she does. You know, little things you do. You're not going to leave things around that bothers the mate. You might think of keeping the house cleaner. Or the husband might think about keeping things more neat. And people might think about being more patient and more tolerant. It becomes a mahalach, a way of thinking. So like we started, the idea of crisis, where Moshe Feinstein again said that he didn't cried out for food in the Midbar. And what happened is Shem sent the mun. And Moshe responded to that and said, so what if they didn't cry out for food? So Hashem would have made them exist without food for 40 years. I never heard that before, but I heard Rebbe Ginsburg say it. The name Rabbi Moshe. It's a big thing. But why did they get mon? Because of crisis. It made a big crisis. We mentioned that the world makes everything a crisis today. Everything a crisis. You have to watch out. It makes everyone real depressed, and it puts us in the category of people that we shouldn't be in. But among the Torah nation, there's so much good going on. So many people are trying so hard. And for, for his marriage and bringing up children and children trying hard in school, there's so much going on. So much going on. 
So don't make everything the biggest crisis because people are doing, people are involved. People are involved, so get involved. Everyone gets involved to help. The same in the home. Little negative things, don't make a crisis. Try to get help, how to deal with it, but don't make a crisis. Don't make a crisis of things we think are big, but are not. we can get along, we can learn how to deal, we can learn how to fix in the right way. But the little things we should look at, the positive things, constructive things, the chesed Hashem from the family, from friends, from health, from Torah, Torah, Torah in the area. So we should be blessed, everyone, with a sloka rabba and putting the right eyes on, the right mouth, and to go vaita and doing, appreciating the little things, and the little things are big things. We should daven for each other, and that's what's also, we're going to bring the shechina down. We're going to help protect the yidden against everybody in the whole planet Earth. This is our biggest protection. Again, Ben Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. And they're here to talk live. Usually it's 712-432-4217. It'll be played again on Sunday at 5 p.m. And they're here to talk by phone also, 718-506-9099, extension 31. And to give money to the station, which is so many good things. If it's just a couple of big people to realize how important the station is. And to have someone who could, people build buildings for $20 million. It only take a million or so, the station could go on for years and years. And in every form, any form you want. One person donating a million would make a big change. And also the text Questions and for a book, the videos and talks, 347 927 8398. I told you there's a book online and also <clears throat> by internet, www.jrootradio.com. www.jrootradio.com. Everyone should have a slocha and brocha and everything ruchnius and gashmius.